What up, Army of Cunts? Before we start the show, we want to remind you that we have a catalog of over 200 episodes. You can access these and so much more content at patreon.com slash hot mess. That's right. At the $5 level, you get a best of compilation of our 25 most fire episodes behind that paywall. And at the $10 level, you get the entire back catalog plus two bonus shows. That's patreon.com slash hot mess. You're so good to me, I know, but I can't change Tried to tell you, but you look at me like maybe I'm an angel underneath Innocent and sweet Yesterday I cried Must have been relieved to see the softer side I can understand how you'd be so confused I don't envy you I'm a little bit of everything All rolled into one I'm a bitch I'm a lover I'm a child I'm a mother I'm a sinner I'm a saint I do not feel ashamed I'm your hell I'm your dream I'm nothing in between You know you wouldn't want it any other way Hello, army Army of cunts that was in the style of Meredith Brooks. I'm a bitch. I'm a lava. Wow. Thank you for honoring me and letting me take the charge. You did really well. Thank you. I knew you could sail the ship. I think I'm finally beating my bronchitis, and there's no better way to test that theory by going full Meredith Brooks on your own. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that would be more of a test would be like hair metal. Yeah. Mm. Thunder. <laughs> Uh, our guest today, our first uh, fashion industry guest. I am so honored to bring someone from my past. I'm so excited. She's sitting here in a pink ass jumpsuit. She looks fucking fly as hell. Welcome to the show, Victoria Hayes. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. It's <laughs> it's so weird. When Victoria came in here today, she was talking about uh, factory emergencies, and I mm-hmm. immediately was transported back to like the garment district. Sorry. Oh my god, no. I mean, it's like it's so real and it's like you are faced with these problems that are so insane and that's just like a day that's just a regular day day in the garment district yeah Yeah. y'all know each other from from andrea's days in In fashion hell andrea was my boss i was her intern (laughs) i know it was so funny i remember hiring you it's like the student has become the sensei (laughs) sure well i remember hiring her and literally turning to my then boss and being like this girl should have my job like it was like so crazy well you were we're around the same age right yeah Um, i'm older than you (laughs) are you yeah well but you you were in a unique situation which i have found myself in many times is like I'm Canadian. I can't work yep. in the way yep. that I want to work. So I have to go to school yeah. or like find some weird visa situation. Are you Canadian? Yeah. I'm from yes. Toronto. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Kindred spirits right here. Truly. Sure. Our journeys definitely have a lot of similar points to them. Yeah. And I was in grad school just getting an internship and that's how I met Andrea. Yeah. She's you like, were a career changer 
too, right? Yes, I have a degree in pre-med. I was supposed to go to medical school and instead went to Parsons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so do you just love being stressed out? Yes, Is that- apparently. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Yes. I really like the pain, yeah. This, this girl walks into our office, which was then on Madison Avenue. It was my height of bourgeoisie in fashion. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I was pre-med. Now I'm doing this and like getting my grad degree. Plops down her like unbelievable portfolio. And I'm like... I want to hire you because you're very smart, but I also feel like an asshole being like, can you please bring these buttons <laughs> to this place? You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's the job that I would have been doing, but it's like, I don't know. It feels... But then we met and I would have yeah. never known you otherwise. That's so. very true. Something good came of it. I'm, I'm glad for it. And you were like... <laughs> And all these events led to us being in this very room at this very moment. <laughs> I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. Um, well, speaking of, of historical events, of the meeting of the minds, <laughs> we had um, we had our first, I guess, fight with a fan. Our first beef. Our first baby's first beef. Our first beef. filet wow. mignon, baby. <laughs> this is, I love this. Yeah, I know. It really is pretty exciting stuff. Well... So we alluded to this person a while back. I'm actually surprised it took this long for us to hear from her. Yeah, me too. I was thinking that maybe she would just kind of disappear. I think she needed time to simmer. Or maybe she was behind. And then as soon as she heard it. No, because I I got messages from her before. (laughs) She she heard it pretty immediately. I didn't block her right away. Uh Uh-huh. Just because I didn't think of it. Yeah. Oh, Oh, by the way, we never used her real name. No. We okay. This is a woman who we refer to on the show as Crazy D. Yes. Okay, I've heard of this. Yes. yes. Yeah. So you know <laughs> the backstory. So, yeah. so for yeah. those uh, listeners at home who have not heard the backstory, yeah. Basically, she sent us all these crazy. Uh, I was going to say tweets, Facebook messages. Yeah. Both of us individually. Now, may I say? Let me interrupt briefly. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. When you send us a Facebook message, and like I. I think about this a lot because we have a show where we're like, we're insane and life's insane and it's okay to be messy. And that's very much our brand. So Yes. And I love it when people write to us and tell us about their insane life. I do too. And I'm not here to like shit on someone who reaches out when they're having a problem to a stranger because that's very normal in our world. I think where D crossed the line is that she was mean to you. Yeah, so... About our show. She got... Well, it seemed to me... Uh Uh-huh. That she got a little frustrated when I didn't respond to her. Yes. But, you know, I I try to respond to everybody, but at a certain point, it's like, if I don't respond to you in one day, like, it's not because I'm ignoring you. It's just because I have a life to live. Yes. Um, so... And I can't promptly respond to you being like, your show used to be funnier and this is what... Right. Well, so then she sent me that message. Oh, is that? Oh, okay. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't respond to, like, mm. a few of her messages. Yeah. And she, she wrote me a really weird message that was like, I don't know why you didn't respond to this. I thought it was entertaining. Like, I thought it was... And it seemed almost like she was pitching something. Mm-hmm. For the show or yeah. something like yeah. she want or she wanted maybe she just wanted feedback on it. But either way, I did not respond. Yes. She then writes to me and says, no offense. Now, whenever somebody starts with no offense. <laughs> yeah. A stranger you know, it's gonna be comes hella in hot offensive. with no offense. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not racist, but. Exactly. Um, here's my hot take. Uh-huh. She was saying like the show used to be way better and everybody's pretending to be a hot mess. Like basically that we're liars and like sure. that, and that our brand is fake. <laughs> and, and frauds. Yeah. And bitches. And so I sent her a very lengthy response, just like oh, putting you, her in her place. Oh, you, oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. 
And this was fun for me to watch because usually people who are unhinged come to me. <laughs> yes, you attract the crazy way uh-huh. more often. And you were finally. The thing is, like, I think that your life can be out of control and you can message a stranger and maybe someone can respond in a way that's respectful. And and like, I think that if you give a shit about uh, enough about our show to reach out to us, I want to reciprocate as much as I can. But also there hits a certain point where like, you're cyberbullying me and also consuming my content. She also paid for the Patreon, which she was not happy about, um, <laughs> which is interesting. I, okay. It's a weird spot to be in because it's like I don't – Just because somebody pays – the Patreon isn't like – I'm not, not your a, therapist now. We're not yeah, in yeah, – yeah. Yeah. Well, This isn't the renaissance. You're not actually um, – uh, you're not – commissioning me to paint you don't get to give feedback on what i'm doing just because you give me a dollar we should have a patreon we should have a patreon level where we pay her to not talk to us yes like we give crazy d five dollars a month to go to (laughs) therapy and stop messaging us that should be a new tier yeah (laughs) or or we could hook her up we could maybe do a collab with better help Wow, (laughs) you are so, you're going to get taken the fuck out, my friend. You really are. You know what? While I'm already here, why don't we talk about BetterHelp? Absolutely. Let's do it. (laughs) BetterHelp is a service that I am so happy to represent because I honestly think it's changing people's fucking lives. We can't be your BetterHelp. Go to BetterHelp. If you're thinking about messaging us, then message them. They're a licensed professional therapist. I'm a fucking idiot out here in Queens. Have you a therapist? Have you thought about talking to someone but are unsure of where to start? Mm -hmm. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed professional counselor, caring professionals specializing in the issues that you want to talk about. Join BetterHelp and get help at your own time and at your own pace. Schedule secure video and phone sessions or text your therapist. God damn it. I want to text my therapist my therapist won't give me her phone number the minute you get to facebook and you think i should message these two podcasters instead go to better help and text your therapist instead yeah text your therapist worldwide and you can start communicating in under 24 hours it's a truly affordable option and hot mess listeners get 10 percent off your first month with discount code hot mess if you've been wanting to talk you can get started right now go to betterhelp.com slash hot mess simply fill out the questionnaire and get matched with a counselor you love that's betterhelp.com slash hot mess so how does d so she you you responded to her in a way that you thought was like fair and then i had blocked her already because she had sent me here's the thing too i will talk to people for a long time it takes a lot for me to block you it really does yeah you don't just hit him with the block it's not like a one-two block yeah it's also me blocking another woman is you gotta be really pushing it with me for me to block another woman uh because i hate men and so (laughs) it's like yeah even if you hate a woman you can still join forces in your mutual hatred of men yes and so i think i blocked her before you blocked her she's way before yeah which is unusual this whole situation was unusual i Um, just didn't think like i i just thought she was a troll but i didn't think that she was actually gonna stir the pot as much as oh, she you're has. so cute. I, I know. <laughs> so naive. Uh-huh. So meek. I remember, so she, 
she was a Patreon a subscriber and she asked to join the secret group. I don't know if you remember this, but you approved the members of our like secret group behind the scenes mm-hmm. um, where the fans can like message and we live stream and stuff like that. And I remember being like, oh, crazy D's in there. And you're like, ah, what is she going to do? And then. But like if you pay, you're in the group. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, that's, that's the deal. Uh-huh. Is it the Patreon. deal? Patreon.com slash hot mess. <laughs> so she's in the group and. uh at 10.54 a.m., Crazy D, she outed herself, by the way. We never used her name. That's that's one of the things that I find so amusing about this is she's upset that we, quote, outed her. Yeah. Bitch, you outed yourself. I know, which many of our fans said in the comments. The comics, comments the section. The comments section was lit. Was so good. I, lo- I love how the AOC came for her. Uh-huh. I love it so I love everything about this. I know. So Crazy D says, the thing is that these two girls are very cruel. They made fun of texts that I wrote them when I was suffering from alcoholism. The irony. Now they block me as if I was the perpetrator of the insane inhumanity. I wish their podcast an ugly demise. Yes. <laughs> I, this is not. Uh, how to prove you're not crazy. Why do you even warrant that with a response? Oh, I mean, we didn't. We so didn't no. respond. No, don't respond. Well, can, <laughs> no. I, can I ask a clarifying question? Sure. She's Israeli? I believe so, yes. That makes so much sense because she writes like your book. Oh, I this have this book. Okay, this book that Andrea lent me is mm-hmm. like the thickest book I've ever read in my life. It's yeah. translated from Israeli. Okay. Yes. So it's like, or from Hebrew, rather. God, I am, wow. what kind of Jew am I? Uh. And it's like extremely poetic and. Um, every sentence that would be like a simple sentence has so many more words in it. That's sure. like how she talks. Right. Because I've never, like, I've never had anything of mine. Perpetrator of the insane <laughs> inhumanity. Right. Like that, I mean, that's nice. I, it's, yeah. it's poetic. I'm not like, this isn't a diss. I actually like the way she writes. An ugly demise. I've oh, never, nothing that I've ever done has somebody wished an ugly demise on. See, now this is, I have had, I have been called a bitch on the internet before like this. Um, I had a beef with an ex-producer of a podcast that I worked on. And do you remember uh, his girlfriend sent us a bunch of messages saying like, you two are horrible uh, monsters, like blah, blah, blah. I don't know if you remember this. No, I don't. How do you not remember all these people that come after us? You're such I don't a know. kind soul. Um, and you just block this shit out. So, so it's forgiving. Like, you are. And so I, I, when I see this stuff, I'm like, I'm remembering everything that has come. And I'm like, oh, this is just going to get better and better. I don't even, once the internet comes after you, it becomes amusing. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. it, it's at first you're like, oh my God. But then by the 10th one, you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So we're going to read just some of the, there were tons of responses. We're going to, we picked out the highlights. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I, everyone's cool with me reading these, right? It's a, it's Facebook. Sure. All right. Coralanya says, um, they're comedians. Hope your sobriety works out truly. <laughs> yeah. Crazy D says, I thought comedians were funny, but hearts and shit. Oh, the claws. Uh-huh. The claws are out. Yeah. There's a lot of comments about our comedy. Coralanya says, assuming you're crazy D. Oh, that's our, our fans are so smart. Yeah. You cross some boundaries when drunk and trying to get back at them now isn't the right move. Also, I didn't know she was drunk when she was messaging us. No, she How do never, I know you I suffer from that. alcoholism? Also, I literally have a show where I constantly talk about how much of an alcoholic shithead I used to be. It's like, if I can make fun of myself on a, on a massive scale, 
I can make fun of you anonymously. And I also didn't know that you were a drunk. And I, didn't I don't know she care. was a drunk. And I don't care. That's that was my next point. Like, even if we did know she was a drunk, are you magically not responsible for bullying someone? Yeah. Because you were drunk? Yes. You're still Are, just hiding behind your computer. Exactly. I Thank know. you. Yeah. Examine what you did that was inappropriate and try to do better in the future. Our fans are so woke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And then Crazy D says, you're right. It's just hard not to be upset about it because I think they crossed some boundaries, too. I don't know you. <laughs> I don't know you. It's like, it's like. What boundaries? We don't have any. Boundaries. You cyber bully me and I say it. <laughs> In the podcast that you know I have. This is the thing. I have never, I have been big fans of people. Like there are people who I, comedians or, you know, people that I would meet that I would be so excited to meet them and truly fangirly. I would never send messages like this to someone I admire. And if I did, who if they had a public forum, I would 100% expect them to talk about it. Right. It's like, why would you go after the person who talks for a living? Yeah. It's just like, I don't understand how you feel that there should be some anonymity between us. We don't know each other. And you're shocked. Yeah. You're shocked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shocked that people write in. Like, yes. I, not once in my life have I written to somebody for something. Right. And, and that ne- I don't know. And neither have I. And, but I, I love it when it's like appropriate. And, and I, like I said, I do feel like we open ourselves up for that with the nature of our show. But, if I was mean to someone on this level, or if I sent stuff that was this erratic and across the board, I wouldn't be surprised that they were saying something. Yeah, I mean, saying like, it, you used to be funnier and your content isn't true to what you're trying to do. That's not like really, that's not feedback. That's no. not like constructive criticism. You know what I mean? There's a big difference. And I think you know the difference if you're just a regular human being. Yeah, but you're operating. Yeah, yes, but we're I- operating. I'm operating with a full tank. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a full tank of non-alcohol flavored gas. <laughs> okay, so what's next? Okay, she goes... To Coral Anya, my behavior did not merit that response, and therefore I am speaking out. And then she goes, Coral Anya, now this, I love this. I love this. This is always the fucking case. She goes, Coral <laughs> Anya, I am one of the sweetest people you can meet. Ah, like Sammy Sweetheart. Uh, yes. I'm the sweetest bitch Every- you'll ever meet. Everyone's the sweetest. Everyone's the greatest. You Everyone- know what I always say about sweet people? They always talk about how they're sweet. Yes. It's like when someone's like, <laughs> I'm so chill. And I'm like, no. I have never met a chill <laughs> person who had to make that explicitly clear. I yeah. have never met anybody who was anything who had to say what they were. Yeah. Just, yeah. just as a general rule. Exist. I don't want to be <laughs> taken advantage of anymore. It hurts what? me. You came into my world <laughs> and you shit on me. And I am taking advantage of you. Oh. Also, I blocked her because I was like, I can't interface with this anymore. And I'm going to flip out on her. I did you the favor. But you kept. Yeah, you went over to Emily, and you kept going. Oh yeah, if you don't, and think- now you're pup, you're posting on our private fan board. Like, where do you think this is going? I know she's engaging with everybody. Too. Yes, if you think that this is the end of it, Andrea, especially since we're talking about it now. Oh yeah, we're no. gonna get. Oh, yeah. we're gonna get. Ma- we're gonna get something in the mail. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be oh, no. a oh, severed no. something. <laughs> Yeah. Let's hope it's a finger. I mean, I would love to be killed by a woman. I would respect that end, you know? Uh, But more so. This is not me inviting for you to kill me. 
No, um, like, yeah, like, don't get it twisted. And then Coral Anya said, go to an AA meeting. There was a lot of people telling her to go wow. to an AA, wow. which, like, fair. Is, is fair. And also, if you truly have a drinking problem, this is a distraction. Do go to an AA meeting. Do go to therapy. I don't think that these things are, like, I'm not like, oh, you're an alcoholic. Ha, ha, ha. I get to laugh at you now. But if you're dealing, choosing to deal with your problem by getting angry at strangers online, now I get to laugh at you because this is not healing. Cody Allen says you got to own your alcoholism and the crazy shit you've done. Crazy D says, yeah, but does it have to be outed on a podcast? And Cody Allen said, I don't recall your name being used. You outed yourself. Fucking exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot more uh, messages. I think they kind of all say the same no, thing. Read but Lisa I, Coles. Uh I, I, oh, you don't have it. You, I think you have the number one. You're a bitch. Is that the one? <laughs> this is probably my no, favorite. No, it's a different one. But Anne, Anne, you said uh, you paid money because you liked it. Oh, so she was co- she was complaining about having given us money. Sure, which is you know classic rich lady like trying to get by on uh-huh. trying to be a bitch for nothing. You uh-huh. know, I'm a bitch. I'm a- you paid money because you like to hear them make fun of people that are strangers to you. And now it happened to you and you are upset. <laughs> I think there's a word for that. And then Crazy D said, number one, you are a bitch. Love it. Wow. This All is right. number two, fan strangers or other comedians or people who actually did something wrong to them. You did do something wrong to me. I also love that she separated number one and she tagged her. <laughs> she, yeah, she tagged her. Just didn't let her know. How does this lady have this much time? I don't know. Don't these people have jobs? Uh, no. What are you doing? No. Uh, clearly not. <laughs> I. That's my new. Um. That's my new comeback. By the way, number one, you're a bitch. <laughs> and then one of the people was like, "Well, we had a really good discussion in the live chat about about appropriating the word bitch." I really, everyone really oh, held yeah. their own against. There's like crazy 75 D. comments on this yeah, thing. It was oh. the it was the greatest. I was sitting yeah. there with my bronchitis, just being like, ah, shit. Break the internet, ah, crazy shit. <laughs> You know we're going to, yeah. I mean, this is not over. This isn't over. It ain't over till it's over. Yeah. I wonder, like, so it I- It ain't over till the crazy D sings. <laughs> I wonder, the thing is, like, Howard Stern had the whack pack. Yeah. And sometimes we have guests on here who are, like, and we've chosen to not release episodes because people really are unstable. And we're like, we can't release this this person is manic and like mm. not really responsible for themselves. I think there is lines with. Um, yes, of course there are. lines. Yeah. This wasn't one of them. I know. Well, that's the thing. I hate this. Like you're so cruel. This like victim position. Yeah. When it's like you brought yourself into our lives. You we tried to be cordial with you and respond. We weren't able to keep up with it. And then you started like negging us. And now when we defend ourselves and use our public platform without outing you were the meanest people of all time. You know, I don't know. I, I, I wonder how fucked up we are in this equation. I would say we're okay. We're not great. Let, yeah, Let's be fair. We're not 0% fucked up. No, I don't know. But like given the context of what, like 
in in the universe that we have constructed oh, for ourselves in the universe yes. in the universe uh-huh. i like imagine you know when like you watch a movie and not everything makes sense but everything is consistent in the universe a la tim burton sure we are consistent in the universe that we have created that's true we're yeah. playing by the rules that we have created yeah don't come into our space and try to make your own rules don't come into the shipboard den <laughs> And try to not get shit on by a bunch of shitbirds. What happened? Yeah. I think outing people uh, who are not interacting with you is a different story. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I was talking to another uh, podcasting host about this. And he was like, this person's going to be in your life. You know that, right? And I'm like, yeah, I know. And then they'll... We should make (sighs) t-shirts. I think this is a new merch opportunity. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, anyways... Like... like save crazy D or something. <laughs> we started GoFundMe for her mental health treatment. She oh would hate God. that, but she could also use that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, speaking of, of crazy people, I mean, Victoria <laughs> works in oh fashion God, and comes go. from the... I, I actually think that fashion is much more insane than comedy. And I, I've never... <laughs> I've never thought... Comedy is one of the most insane life choices I've ever made. But I look back on being in that career and I'm like, Really? Not even close. Yeah. The people that you interface with on a regular basis are out of their minds. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's a pretty interesting caliber of human that decides to do this for a job. Yeah. 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 Well, I remember when Andrea worked, it was still working in fashion. Um, I remember one particular like six month period that mm. she was being driven to the brink of insanity. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. I don't think that was unique. No. I think it's like. You need to have to, it's one of those industries that you, the passion needs to be so strong that you completely ignore your mental and physical health. Yes, Yes. exactly. You need to sign away every other aspect of being alive. Yes. In order to be a fashion designer. For beauty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that someone younger and more beautiful than you can wear what you've slaved over. (laughs) (laughs) That's the aim of the games. Like, so do you feel, I mean, I, I, I would, I'd like to ask you why you're a hot mess, but I also, I, I, Every time I hang out with you, um, I sense this frustration in you, which is completely valid. But I'm like, I wonder, are you at the edge? Do, do you feel any like differently about it? Like, what it, do you think it does for you what you want it to do still? Um, no. Mm-hmm. That's probably <laughs> why. Well, yeah. how wow, you, you, own, you own your own line. Yeah. I have my own clothing line, um, which is supposed to be my dream job, right? This is supposed to be everything I've ever wanted. Sure. And it's kind of upsetting to admit that it's uh, I'm miserable most of the time. Sure, sure. The, the reality of it is, is that sometimes you can pursue a very toxic dream. So what happens if your dream is actually like a nightmare? Yeah. And you've created your own little nightmare. <laughs> like us. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, there's times of it that are happy and times that are awful. Um, when I mean, I will say when people leave nasty messages on my Instagram, I just delete it all. Like I, I do people I don't, leave nasty yes, messages. People on insult Instagram? the clothes sometimes. And I just get rid of that shit so fast. Oh um, my God. I'm not. I don't engage at all. Like and just to say, by the way, Victoria's clothes are so fucking cool, gorgeous. Like she's my Thank favorite you. designer. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, like above all, incredibly talented. Um, it doesn't matter. It's a subjective career. Yes. And yeah. And matter. people on yeah. the internet, as we know, can hide exactly. Can hide yeah. and feel very entitled yeah. to give their no, opinion. No, my response to this is always like, "And where's your fucking product line? Yeah, you don't have one. Yeah, you're a talentless fool. But you're gonna come after <laughs> me for like, <laughs> you talentless fool. I am, and also like 
solely motivated by rage or fear. I've noticed that that's a new kind of vibe in my life, which is probably insanely toxic. The extremes. The extremes. Oh, yeah. There's nothing like positive about this. It's all coming from a very negative Yeah. Well, have you always been this way? So you you mentioned you did pre-med. So it's like you you seem to go after the extremes always. Yeah. No, I, I... I mean, I guess I've spent the last 10 years like studying for something or working on something and I've never really come up for air and like looked at my life. But now my my 20s are gone, right? I turned 30 this year and I've literally spent my 20s, I'd say 70% of it, locked in a room alone working on something, whether it was studying for something or working on the line or it's just like a kind of very isolating life I've chosen for myself. And only now am I looking back on it and being like, that was your 20s. Like, that's it. It's yeah. over. You're never yeah. going to get that time back. You didn't go out enough. You didn't fuck enough. You didn't do anything enough. You stayed in a room alone. Yeah. And now you regret it deeply. And still, like, what am I doing now? I'm working 18 hours a day for a fashion show. My life stops when I, I only, like, live on the fashion calendar. So I go into lockdown, oh, prepare like- a collection, finish the collection, recover from the collection, have... 60 yeah. days of being a human, go back into lockdown for the next collection. It's like living on the lunar calendar. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you consider yourself a workaholic? Yeah. Yes, but it's driven by anxiety because I'm just so anxious. Um, in order to f- quell the anxiety, I have to feel prepared. Mm. So it's not like I'm so motivated by my work. It's that I have to quell literal anxiety. And yeah. that's what will calm me down. Is to always feel like done. you're doing something. Yeah. 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 Have you And you've always been like that? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> what do you what do you think was the cause of that? Were you I don't know. Were I, you pushed as a as a child to be like a high achiever? No, no. And that's the thing. This that's is that's insane to me. Thing. See, I have a crazy, <laughs> like a pie I had a crazy high pressure childhood, so that's my cause I and effect for it. Literally had like my mother, I remember being in high school and having her come to the table where I was working and be like, get up. Go make plans with your friends. You are going out. Go really? out now. Like it, I remember once being like, "Mom, like I, I want to go to this concert, but I don't know. I have a calculus test." And she's like, "Go! Don't, don't be such a fucking yeah, nerd." Exactly. Yeah. My mother was always. My mother got me drunk for the first time. Really? I, I didn't. I went to college and I didn't drink at all. And she was like, "This should have already happened." She got me plastered. She got and like it was. You know like, what? Good move. Yeah. My dad did that for my brother, and I think the rationale was like. I don't want you to go go to college and make a fucking ass of yourself and get wasted on the first night yeah. and throw up and shit your pants. My mom was like, "Why didn't you do that of your own accord?" Now I need to. <laughs> now I'm forced into the situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've always been kind of nerdy. My parents are really cool, and then um, I refer to myself as being nerdy because in my family I am. Like my sister's interesting, has a very interesting life, um, mm. is an interesting person. My parents are both really cool and I'm just like in a room studying for something interesting so yeah I I mean I love school I was nerdy too but I was also very social like alongside not to brag but uh (laughs) but you I don't know I've always just like gotten along with you socially I've never seen you as like a socially do you have social anxiety do you think that's what Um, it is I think I used to when I was younger I was really shy growing up like really shy to the point where um like my closest friends I've known since I was five but um they would introduce me to people and be like listen she's she's really shy like she might not talk like Aww. Victoria she don't take it like she's not yeah. meaning it to be mean or yeah. rude but she'll appear standoffish she's just ridiculously shy she's more afraid of you than you are of her, <laughs> you're like a spider come. yeah but but then it comes off as like I'm not smiling and I look like some yeah. little like bitch and I'm, like, I'm, I'm not a bitch. bitch yeah I look like one but I'm actually just afraid um yeah so that that was me growing up I've come out of my shell since living in New York City for the last 10 years 
a bit, but still can revert back to being quite, quite anxious. And I'm sure owning your own company too. Yeah. People come to, well, that's, that's the most anxiety inducing thing in the world. Like to think that you're 30 years old and you know how to run an independent fashion label in New York city. That's entirely made in New York city. Like I am drowning all the time. Yeah. So I just feel like I'm drowning like a day where I don't feel like I'm gasping for air that doesn't exist anymore. So I think that's also done something to my, uh, anxiety yeah just always on well as I like I noticed your if you would look this is such a good lesson in perspective you would look at your Instagram your company's Instagram like yeah which is how people can view you which from people should by the way yeah Victoria <laughs> Hayes collection look at it I Thank love you. it I'm liking it on a constant <laughs> basis it's there's uh you know there's uh, Lady Gaga's wearing your stuff like a uh, little camp like it endless huge celebrities madonna you know yeah. and you're getting these write-ups it's fucking amazing yeah it's incredible and well-deserved success but it's like uh, you know i like to for what <laughs> at, a, at a point yeah. for what well i mean here's the thing the the root of it like what i really love is designing the clothes so getting a genuine idea getting inspired and really getting excited about clothing that's the only thing that's sure. sincere that's the root of it all after that everything after that the downstream effect of designing something is all it gets kind of sure. worse upon worse upon worse we'll make it commercial uh, make, make it, it sellable sell it, uh, you know pitch it to buyers it's a lot of rejection you just deal with a lot of rejection in in fashion um, but I like to joke that like, and it's true, my fucking Instagram, half the time when I'm posting those pictures, it's like I'm in such a state of mental collapse or I'm crying or I can't actually do real work. So I'm like, okay, better post on Instagram because oh, this is the most productive thing you can do. So I'll literally be typing like, so happy to see so-and-so wearing. <laughs> and I'm like tears in my eyes at wow. my office. That that's is the reality of it. Such a fashion story. That's what Everyone's it looks like. crying. They look, <laughs> everyone's looks gorgeous. Well, Victoria is, is beautiful. Yeah, no, uh, put together, not really. and curated, everyone, curated from the public eye, and everyone is it crying on drugs to keep themselves like afloat. I never did drugs, but I did a lot of candy. Like me, it was like eating Sour Patch Kids in the middle of oh, the night. Oh, like sugar eating, to oh, stay up God, late at night. Eating Nutella like yogurt. Yes. <laughs> like that's what I do. I, nothing is sadder to me than the idea of like posting on Instagram through a screen of tears. Yes. <laughs> like, let me put this filter on. Let me wipe the tears from my yeah, eyes. It's the yeah, tear yeah. filter. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, it's, it it's, it's, well, but comedy is a similar way. In, and I've, as this career has continued, I have, I really like have to remind myself, I love performing. I love uh, writing jokes. I love creating funny things. I love podcasting with you. All of that stuff that is the reward for all this stupid bullshit that I have yeah. to do in order to continue to do this. I right. view the like hustle of getting write-ups or blah, blah, blah. Like all of that stuff is just tertiary yeah. garbage that must be done in order c- to continue to do the thing that I really love doing. Like even when I, I got a, a big write-up recently and I remember looking at it and being like, oh, that's really cool. But like, I don't care. You, you know what I mean? It's not that I don't care, but it's like, this is nice, but... I want to go to an open mic or, you know, and I've been sick recently too. And it has Mm. put into such sharp perspective how little this shit actually brings satisfaction. I'm like, I'm bummed out because I can't see my friends. I'm bummed out because I can't perform. And like, I want to know about the health aspect of it too. Like, do you worry about... um, Burnout, breakdown? Because designers, (laughs) I mean, designers... Is there a high burnout... Right? Yeah, for I would imagine, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. A lot of them kill themselves. <laughs> I mean, if you look at like who hey, my idols are. Hey, don't uh, yeah. kill yourself. No, I, 
we're not there yet, but yeah. like sometimes, well, in my darkest times at Parsons, I did sort of look at the traffic on 42nd Street and be like, I don't want to die, but if I could just break my leg, I can get out of what I have to do right yes. now. Yes. So if I could just casually like get hit, not yeah. die, but get yeah. injured so I can lay down, if then I, I could be, sleep. So I can lay down. <laughs> if I could be maimed, that would be hella sweet. <laughs> exactly. like, I could get out of this deadline uh-huh. if I'm hospitalized. And that's at that point, you're like, okay, now that's gone really yeah. that's a bad way to think, right? Because you like I lived on 43rd. Third Street. I was like constantly at Times Square, yeah, and looking at the Damn. board up there. Like if I just accidentally walk into traffic, <laughs> then I don't have to finish this. And I could just get on a bus. Thought process. Yeah. No, I mean, burnout. I feel like I I've been in a casual state of burnout for the last like five years. I don't. I I, I haven't felt not tired since moving to New yes. York. I've been awake for ten years, pretty much. I feel that way too. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a fast pace of life here for sure, but a fast pace in fashion. And then, I mean, to your point. I love clothes. I got into this business because I wanted to be in the quality of life business, not the life or death business, right? That's yeah. what I told myself. I didn't uh-huh. want to work in a hospital. I hated having classes in a hospital. That's way too high stakes of a career. But clothing, uh, as a fashion designer, I will be the first to say, like, it means nothing. It, it doesn't matter to me. I'd burn yeah. it all down. Like, it's just a fucking object. Yeah. So what you've sacrificed in this is relationships with other people, which do have material importance to your happiness mm-hmm. in favor of making luxury goods that you can't even afford. Sure. That's the great irony here is I couldn't, <laughs> I don't buy clothes that's expensive, okay? I know. So that's like, and then at some point you stop and you're like, what the fuck? Like, I am in a room alone designing clothes for for, for uh, millionaires, people, yeah, yeah, of which I'm not in that category. I'm trying Yet. to make it aspirational, <laughs> right? It doesn't look like there's much coming from a sales front on this. I keep getting told that Americans won't wear things like this, but go into lockdown, present another collection, make it better, make it better, make it better. And mm-hmm. we don't care if you don't sleep, we don't care if you're, and you know, yeah, I'm not that balanced, but also that's the creative process. I cannot get a creative idea. If it's not between the hours of twelve and five a.m., yeah, like that's it. I don't design in the afternoon. It's yeah, a, fucking a lot midnight of, process. A yeah. lot of creative people are like that. Yeah. I know I'm like that. Yeah, yeah. nothing. I could lay be, around all exactly. day and not come up with any exactly. creative idea. And then like you know, clock strikes eleven p.m. and you're like, now we're gonna start thinking. Yeah, like, now the sketching starts. So like I'm at my office till the, nowadays two three in the morning minimum um, because the only creative process happens when my staff leaves and then I can keep working. Sure, because you have to run a business during the day. And do yeah, bullshit. And I'm, not, I'm not great at that, but yes, I do. Technically, I, I have a staff. I I'm I wouldn't say I'm an exceptional boss at this point. I've seen you. I think you're probably <laughs> correct. I mean, I yeah, it you, can be a lot worse than me for sure. You can like I'm not I'm not tyrannical at all, but no. I'm like I have obvious mood swings. That's for sure. <laughs> sure. Well, everyone. The thing is, you kind of like when you work for some. Like I worked under um, Jamie Love. Shout out one of the yeah. nicest people in lovely. fashion. What an angel! And literally. Uh, when I started working with her and she was, she treated me with like dignity. I was like, <laughs> I will follow this woman to every single job. It's so rare. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. bosses as a general category never have the best reputation. No. Because in order to manage people, you have to be, you have to be superhuman. Yeah. yeah. No. And it's, I'm not. it's just not, and it's not a position that lends itself easily to, um, stressful situations like you just end up taking it out on people I think. well yeah and yeah. and jamie for all of i i love this this woman is a wonderful angel she i became partially her therapist in a way and not even in that like she intended that but we were each other's like co-therapist yeah, there's this yeah. codependent these codependent relationships you find someone who's rational and you cling to one another oh yeah because you need there's especially like you're creating uh garments so now you're dealing with factories yep. you're 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 
getting fabric. So then you're dealing with fabric reps. There's there's literally insane people on the end of every interaction. (laughs) So when you have someone rational who's sitting there alongside you, it's like you just need to look at them and be like, this fucking thing, right? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I honestly don't know that I could do this without my co-designer. Um, I work with one of my best friends, Diana. And if yeah. Diana wasn't there, I, I don't know that I would be able to do it. Like, Diana, it's got to the point where, honestly, people know to talk to her. They're like, tell Diana, because Diana is rational and a nice human. And Diana <laughs> will relay it to Victoria. Yeah. Don't go to Victoria, because <laughs> Victoria's going to fucking let you have it. Go to Diana. Yeah. And then Diana is on Victoria's good side always. Wow. And that's how the information gets related. Our you've, you've Anna Wintour'd yourself. <laughs> yes. You did it, man. And I don't, I never intended to. It's all like, I'm just like, I'm really well, anxious. And it comes across as being mean, I guess, sometimes. But I am struggling. Like, I, I'm two years into doing this. I didn't do this to, to manage people. Like, I never really wanted to interact with people. I wanted to design clothes. And the yeah. yeah. consequence of my job is that now I manage people. And it's like, oh, you're really bad at that. Did you not, <laughs> getting into it, did you not realize that that would be part of it? Or did you just not realize it would be as challenging as it is? No, I realized it would be part of it. I'd, maybe I didn't realize that um, it would be hard to, like, check every other aspect of your life at the door when you're the boss, right? Because yeah. when I worked for other designers, it was easy to be like, this is someone else's office. You are being paid. You're an employee. So yeah. whatever's going on in your life, it stops as yeah. long as you're in this office. Now, it's my office now. I casually wander in, tear stained, whatever like upset me the <laughs> night before. It's hard to be like, everything stops and now you're at work because yeah. it's your shop. And so I'm not professional in the sense that I'm the boss. And so I carry like, you know, if I've, if I'm sad or if I'm upset, sometimes it trickles into my work in a way that it wouldn't if I wasn't, if I was in grad yeah. school, you know, because yeah. you would school, be it was told easier. what to do. Exactly. As long as someone tells me what to do and it's like, there's a clear break between my life. Yes. Then I'm perfect. I'm absolutely excellent when someone else is calling the shots. When I'm calling the shots and setting my own deadlines, that's something I'm learning how to get better at because I'm awful at it right now. Well, it's hard to not be emotional about your own business too. Like that's, oh, yeah. that's and, and I'm your name is on it. Yeah. 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 And exactly. So no one has more skin in the game than me. And sure. it hurts sometimes. And you also, <laughs> and you also, I, yeah, you also don't, Hmm. You don't you underestimate how much follow up is required for everything to go oh, yeah. the way that you want it to. And yeah, like me and Emily that. have talked about this at length that we every time we try to collaborate with another person, we are inevitably let down because we have a standard of the way things should be. Yeah. And you have to just like I used to get furious with people because I'm like, oh, this is how you were going to leave it. You were yeah. just going to leave it like this. And yeah. that's yeah. what you decided to do. But I mean, at a certain point, though, you need to just you need to either only work with people who have the same standard as you. Yeah. Which is hard and and tough to predict. Yeah. Because some people I, it goes back to the Instagram thing. Like some people from the outside look like they have it all together. And so then you work many, with them and yeah. they're a fucking so mess. So many people look like they have it together. Yeah. It is crazy how much people, how people present themselves versus what they actually end up being. Totally. Because other people are making them look good a lot too. That's like something that you can't predict. But either, so either you need to find the people that are on the same level as you, or you have to just accept that you're going to be doing the bulk of the work. It's like when you're in school and you have a group project and I'm like, I I already know Andrea (laughs) was the one who did all the work in the group. Oh yeah. I was the slacker in the group project who let other people do the work. (laughs) Oh man. Social loafing. Uh (laughs) I'm a loafer to the max baby, but I do equal work now. Of course you do. But, but you have skin in the game though. Yes. And that's the thing that I learned also 
because I have similar, I have a very similar situation where it's like you look at something someone does and you're like, really? That's what you fucking, <laughs> okay, that's interesting. And um, I I realized no matter how much I in, enraged at this person and how much I fucking tell them and they still are wrong and blah, 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 at the end of the day, I'm still in my own rage prison. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I kind of just have to like be like, I'm leaving it to you to do what you think. <laughs> that's a good term, rage prison. Yes. I feel like that defines my life right now <laughs> absolutely and like man that's it's, it's hard it's i worry <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no it's not healthy i but i'm i'm aware enough to know that it's not healthy and it it gets better it gets worse but it's it's ultimately up to me it's i'd say that i'm just in a very big learning experience like everything i know nothing i don't know anything i'm so lacking in confidence on all fronts but we keep going you put one foot in front of the other and that's it i think that's, that's i think that's the only answer that's all i can do. i also like we were having a conversation and, and i've sort of I wondered what you thought about this because comedy is changing and fashion is changing both these industries mm -hmm. are like very they they develop rapidly and things change very quickly and there's a lot of things I don't like about comedy I mean the sexism is a huge part of it um I hate the like club culture and a lot of things but my remedy for that has always been like build your own thing that you like you yeah. know like as a I would argue that both those things are actually improving because of the internet yes but I think a lot of the gripes that I have with it which I imagine might be similar in fashion is the the internet makes it so that everything is extreme I mean it's always been image-based but image-based in a different way like fast yeah. moving fast changing everybody on to the next thing yeah. immediately oh for sure for sure Instagram has changed fashion to the point where I remember before Instagram getting genuinely excited by looking at clothes because you would really wait for these runway yes. shows to come out right yeah. it would be like I would hold a garment in my mind for days yeah now there's about 10 seconds before I'm on to the next and it doesn't matter if it's McQueen it doesn't matter if it's the most exceptionally curated thing in the world I see yeah. it on Instagram Instagram and it's done. So I have sensory overload on everything. It's oversaturated. Nothing moves the needle. I don't even know what my internal compass of what I like anymore is because I see so many pictures of clothes every day. And I don't care about clothes anymore. Yeah. That's, that's nothing the moves the needle is an interesting thing because I yeah. wonder with stand up too, people don't have the attention spent to watch an hour long comedy no, special. Right. Not even clothes. Yeah. yeah. You got to hit them fast. So it's like, that's what? It what is the answer? I mean, I think I think the answer is always to connect with the people that care about you and mm -hmm. like give to them and have them give back or shit on them on public <laughs> forum. Yeah. Um, Sorry to interrupt, but what's that box you have over there? The most fun box besides my actual pussy. It's Birch Box. Oh, hell yeah. Getting these boxes is like Christmas every single time it comes. I That's know. It's, it's Christmas in July, baby. Ugh, or it. what month is it? August? Who Whatever. Cares? Who gives a fuck? Birchbox makes it easy and convenient and fun to discover new products and buy full-size versions of the samples you love. So basically, it's a box. They send it to you every month, and they send uh, different samples of products that are curated for you, depending on specific needs that you have. Dry skin, sandy beach hair, do you want a hair mask? All the things. All of the things that make us feel, you know, sexy, beautiful, unstoppable, healthy, happy. Other words. <laughs> the fact is shopping for fun stuff like beauty products isn't always fun. I agree. I don't shop for makeup. I mean, that's became glaringly apparent during my appearance on Natch Butte, but 
I really don't do it. Um, I don't either. I Every so often I'll go to the drugstore and I'm completely lost because you're overwhelmed with so many options. You don't know what's good and what's not. You don't want to spend money on something and then have it be shitty. Exactly. You're either scrolling through a website where you can't even get a feel for the product or you're being approached by salespeople. Oh, those beauty salespeople. Oh. They love making you feel like shit. And they always are full glam. And you're like, I can't. We're different species. I know. Why you know are your I mean? eyebrows purple? I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> It is amazing. We're not in the same league, man. I'm not gluing gems to my face on a daily basis. And also you can never find like a clean tester in the like I don't use the testers in the Uh, Do you want herpes of the eye? Yeah. And that's why I love Birchbox. How exactly does it work, Emily? They send you uh, a box with different samples every month, and then you can actually go on the website. And after you try the products, you can buy full size versions of the samples that you like. In my box that I already received, I um, I got this really great wave spray, like a oh, yeah. salt a salt spray for my hair and I fucking love it. I've been using it every day. You know, it's funny. I've been using one of my things too. No lies here. The Zik cream that Mm. I got that was like very, very natural and whatever I've been breaking out in my chin and I've been putting on every night. It zaps it the fuck out. So you might buy a full version of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. I I think I'm going to buy the wave spray because it's it's a very, it like creates a very uh, beachy type of vibe, which I've been into and uh, smells fucking fantastic. Is I sprayed this the it in Bushwick an, Beach. It's one? called Bushwick Beach. Hilarious. There's no beach in Bushwick, but listen, ladies, it's a state of mind, it and really I fucking is. love it. If you want to take advantage of our deal, you can head to Birchbox.com/hotmess, and you'll get started with Birchbox and get five dollars off when you use promo code HotMess. That's promo code HotMess at Birchbox.com/hotmess for five dollars off your first Birchbox. Birchbox com slash hot mess. And also the products that they use are nice. There's fancy shit in there. So fancy. It's not just like dumb bullshit as a lot of these box companies are. These are like brands that I'm like, oh, I can't afford this, but I can't afford like what? $10 off the on the first box if you get $5 off. Yeah, these are products that you see in a Sephora for, you know, $50 yeah. each and it's not worth it to buy it if you're not sure you're going to like it. That's why I really really think this is great if you don't have a lot of money but you want to try new beauty products. Yeah, it's perfect. That is birchbox.com/hotmess promo code hotmess. Let's get beautiful. Also, like I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh body image models that whole part of the industry yeah no it's everything you could think of I've succumbed to I'd say like when I moved here my first collection I I had I used to paint a lot and Mm -hmm. I used to paint like full-figured women like Jenny Seville is my favorite painter so Mm. I paint like obese naked women sure and my first collection I had all my paintings printed to silk and I made the very thin runway models wear these clothes mm-hmm. based on obese women sure okay? and I won the competition whatever it was an interesting cool <laughs> and it was called it's not a competition girls but the, the point is it's really it is a competition right yeah and and so that's where I started and I remember there was this little video about me and I was like I never want my brand to be associated with unhealthy women and you know blah 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 mm-hmm. and then you fast forward 10 years and it's like I have and in this video I say like I'm going to waste the rest of my life wishing I could lose 5 to 10 pounds and I fucking did every year I'm yeah. like I, you need to be thinner you need to be more fit you're too fat you're too ugly you need plastic surgery for your face now I'm all on my face that the, I, I lack the facial symmetry that I should have <laughs> this is a new thing I, like I had more confidence at 16 than I do at 30 well, wait, where, so where's that pressure? pressure coming from 
well, it's coming from living in New York City and being single and trying to date here coupled with being in fashion. So I get it from both yeah. ends. Yeah. I don't get any like anyone telling me that I'm good enough. It's constantly like you could be better. You're fine on a few categories, but like you could enhance this. You could be better there. If you, even right down to like, you know. I meet with people sometimes in PR who are like, oh, you're skinny now. Like, you look so good. Like, you look mm. good because you lost weight, like, all the time. It's like, you lost five pounds, you look better. Yeah. That's mm. constantly, it's very normal for me to have men tell me that I look better when I lose weight. Um, of course. That's, and it's insidious that that's what you're aiming for, right? Like, I spend so much of my waking hours worrying about my appearance. It's really sad that I, it's such a waste of mental capacity and it's like Truly. consumes me. Yeah. What I look like is a is a is an obsession. And it's not even about me because I'm this like ugly troll in the back making the clothes for the models. The models are the beautiful people. I'm right. just like of no consequence. But you're appearance. the fa- you're the face. Yeah. Face of the brand. That yeah. Well, you up. yeah. I'm sure you, you get yeah. in your own head saying, like, I need to represent the brand by looking a certain way. And it's expected of me that I am photographable. And I'm mm-hmm. one of those people where it's like it's very hit and miss on photos. Like I can look <laughs> really good or really awful. It's same, very, same girl. <laughs> it's an angle of my face type of thing. It's an angles game. Video, done deal. Like, no fucking way. Do not video me. I cannot be videoed. (laughs) I've been videoing you this whole time. (laughs) No, seriously. Like, it gives me... Like, when I see interviews of myself, like, I cringe. It's not even... I don't even pay attention to what I've said. It's just like, look at your fucking face. Is that what your face looks like in space? Like, that's awful. Wow. That's what you look like. It's it's depressing. And and this is, I think, a consequence of fashion because I don't know. See, when I lived in Canada, I thought I was like, okay. I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm okay. Like, somebody loves me, blah, blah, blah. And here, By I'm the like, way, you're nothing. Again, nothing. reality check. <laughs> I am in a room filled with gorgeous women. <laughs> gorgeous. Right back at like you, sweetheart. I can't. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. This is so no, sick. It's, it's, it's sick. And I mean... I've been very outspoken on the show definitely in the past couple of years about how opposed I am to diet culture and like how it's gotten yeah. completely out of hand. But um, but in the fashion world, it's like a whole it's other a whole level. Are you are you familiar with the whole um, drama that went down on the Revolve website with the capsule collection for LPA? Do you know what I'm talking no, about? I don't. So this happened, I think, probably about a year ago. So LPA created a uh, capsule collection with T-shirts mm-hmm. that they printed out comments that I think they they collaborated with a few different celebrities. So I yeah. know Lena Dunham was one of them. There was like uh, a model who I'm forgetting her name, but a few different people. Mm. They collected comments that people wrote on their Instagram photos mm. and printed them on T-shirts. Mm-hmm. And one of them wrote on... I believe Lena Dunham's photo. People love fucking shitting, shitting on, on Lena, Lena Dunham. Dunham. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. yeah, she's the target for every and it's like people people act like because she gets naked on television, she uh it, they're allowed to just like give their feedback yeah, the yeah. same way that Crazy D gives us her f- feedback. It's like it's not your fucking business. It's yeah. not your body. Uh-huh. Yeah. But anyway, so somebody wrote being fat isn't beautiful. It's sorry. Being fat isn't beautiful. It's disgusting or something. Uh-huh. I'm going to I'm going to look this up to make sure. But anyway, they printed it on a T-shirt yeah. and they photographed a thin model wearing yeah. the shirt uh-huh. with no context ah. about where oh, the comment yeah. came yeah. from. And then and then had to end up taking it down because yeah. of the backlash. Obviously, yeah. there was insane backlash over it yeah. because and they only sold it up to an extra large, by the way. Hilarious. Only up to an extra well, large. Well, they were kind of co-opting this body positivity movement. Yeah. Um, Which is what I wanted to ask sell. you about. Like, do you think 
like, how do you think that is playing out in the fashion world? Like, do you see actual positive changes being made? I do. I do. Honestly, I will say I've been here for 10 years in fashion and there's much more going on for body positivity now, I would say, than there was 10 years ago. I really do think that even right down to casting of runway shows, you'll see much more diversified casting. It's not brilliant. It's not perfect, but it's sure. better, right? Like now it's, you sort of ha- better represent different sizes on your runway. It's It would be not financially or or socially wise of you not to. You mm. should do that, right? Yeah. The fact is women in this country are not model size. They're an average of size 14. Yeah. So if you're not showing that, you're going to lose out on a financial opportunity. And it's, it's just, it's good business sense to not be so negative towards uh, plus size women like honestly sure. in fashion if I gained like seven pounds I'd be a plus size model category like that's right. my sizing right okay, so that's what it is uh-huh. um, and I think it's getting better but it doesn't change but, but Instagram you know Instagram is its own entity and and it's not fashion's fault that Instagram exists but Instagram I think coupled with fashion can really make you feel like shit and that's you it's me doing it to myself like personally it's me I go seek out things that I know will make me feel bad about myself I seek out imagery that I compare myself to and then think I'm not good enough and so, that's me doing it the so phrase you, by the way you, the yeah. phrase by the way was being fat isn't beautiful it's an excuse oh, on a t-shirt with a thin that woman sounds like you. my sounds like my dad <laughs> Right, <laughs> right. It's like my stop f- making excuses, Andrea. It's like someone has filtered uh. my father's monologue, <laughs> and I, I, you know, I, I do uh, like. I mean, yeah. I remember this world, and, and, and the, all the things that you were saying are true of it. And and you're kind of being like, I'm doing it to myself, but it's also like when immersed in in an <clears throat> insane asylum, I would say, <laughs> is a very accurate. Yeah, I um, can't see <clears throat> outside of it. Yeah, it's my reality. Are you? Do you try to give yourself outs? Like, do you? What? <clears throat> I guess. How much of this is going to be a lifestyle for you? Do you think, or do you think there's going to be a a point where you'll? Will you ever be satisfied? I guess is is what I wonder, because <laughs> I wonder that too. I think yeah. I think um, I'm in a state right now where I'm just trying to top myself. So yeah. whatever I did last time, it, it just the next one has to be better. Sure, you have to be moving the needle somehow. You have to be moving the the goal. So like we're gonna do a runway show. I've never done a runway show. That's mm-hmm. that's an insane amount of work. So that's the goal. And life stops. Long-term thinking stops so long as that's the goal. Mm-hmm. So that's going to carry me to the beginning of September. Sure. Then I'm going to do sales for this collection. That's going to carry me to mid-October. Then I'm going to wake up again and be like, what is your life? You're alone in a room. Mm-hmm. Like, you're totally alone. And then I'll maybe download Tinder again and be like, okay, like, try and have a life. And then, nope, sorry, fall, winter's due. And go back into lockdown. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the little cycle I'm on. I don't think long-term, which is a problem. A business owner should be thinking long-term. I don't have any, like, long-term strategy beyond getting through the next 72 hours. That's my strategy like Ooh. that's my goal is like get through the next three days that's sure. always how I'm living mm-hmm. um which is a little intense I have other oh, interests just a little <laughs> <laughs> just casual. Is it, you yeah. don't say is it a little intense yeah. Victoria and I, I mean like this is so normal for me that I forget when I like mention this to other humans sure. that they're like that's really uh, like an aggressive way of living and I'm like no it's just fashion in New York City like that's just my my version of reality yeah um I've I'm very which happens to be insane. Now. Yeah, no, it's nuts. I've cl- I'm tr- I'm trying to be fashion designer in New York City. Like, are those people like the the nice chill people? Like, no, no one nice and chill falls <laughs> yeah. into fashion in New York City. No. I've chosen this. Clearly, I'm trying to be one of them. Yeah, clearly, I've entered this rat race, and I must like it. Oh yeah, I'm, on some level. This is just like, I can't go back to Canada. Like, don't, like, I would just stagnate in Toronto. Yeah. You can't send me back there. Like, oh, no. The way you just said that is heartbreaking. I can't go back to Canada. I, I have this, I have this there, feeling yeah. too, where yeah. it's like, I can't, 
if I if I failed here, quote unquote, it would be for me to go back to a, a beautiful country, a lovely place, a to beautiful live. place with health care and yeah. high quality yeah. of life. It would be a a soul death for me yeah. to yeah. to, to exactly it. put my tail between my legs <laughs> and return to my loved ones in this country where people get back on that Air Canada flight yeah. home and just like call it a date. No, I can't. They can't yeah. happen. Just put yeah. on your maple dress. Oh, yeah, and, uh, it really God. put on your sack of maple <laughs> and hike north. Yeah, I, I, I will say as I move from fashion to comedy, you can find extremeness everywhere. I think of that course. there are people in our industry, especially as your career, uh, imp- like uh, as you become busier and busier. I know comedians who are in the exact yes. yeah. position. Um, <clears throat> I think the only thing that you can do is keep, this is the most valuable. And especially with the health stuff recently, I have been like, your friends and the people who love you are the only people who are going to keep you safe in yeah. a way. If you, ch- if you choose to be in this lifestyle and there's something about this lifestyle that appeals to you and you are committed to it. And also you want to pursue your dream. There's nothing criminal yeah. about that. Yeah. I think that like the people who love you should be the ones who are tethered to the closest. Right. And they're the, they're, what I'd say is it's the people who love me whether or not I'm a fashion designer. Exactly. Because okay? there's some people who have a, a temporary interest in me because I, I do this. And yeah. then I know very clearly who actually like wouldn't care if I called it a day. Yeah. And was like, that's it. I'm closing the company. I want to do something else. I want to go work in alternative energy because I'm concerned about climate change. And that like those people are the people who would be like, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. And everyone else doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I try and remind myself of you that. You should you should do you should say that just to fake them out. Yeah, <laughs> just to like get <laughs> a real concrete real way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We have to close out the show soon, but we do always ask our guests why they're a hot mess. So if there's anything we haven't covered, why um, would you say you're? A hot I'd mess? say I've adequately represented the movies <laughs> in which fair I'm enough. Not keeping it She's together. She's like, I yeah. am coming apart. <laughs> I have a runway show. It was so good. She came in here and because she's doing a runway show, which congratulations, that's a huge yes. uh, uh, oh, God. thanks. <laughs> she's doing her first runway show, which uh, I remember when I worked for a designer, Wes Gordon, who is now um, the creative director of yeah. Carolina Herrera um, to fashion people. That's a big fucking deal. Uh, I remember when he did so doing presentations is sort of like uh, uh, a financially much less high stakes decision. And a lot of young designers start with presentations because you don't have to pay for uh, the music, the uh, P- much more PR is involved in a runway show. Got it. It's just higher stakes all yeah. around. The, the models are walking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. there's a whole. Something about them moving changes it, the game. It does change the game. Stand well, there, you're going to need cases moving. of ginger ale. <laughs> <laughs> so that they don't pass out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so you're, so this is a, a huge deal. And Victoria was like, well, now my factory, like this company's going bankrupt. And so my factory's freaking out because they're their primary breadwinning like account. And, and, and I have what like two, two, two weeks, I think is, no, you said I've up until this date to put together a collection. And Emily goes, so what's that like two weeks? And your face was like, (gasps) I thought it was, I thought it was three weeks. And I, when it comes to trying to produce a full collection, literally a day would make a difference yeah, it's yes. down to the hour now and i mean i was asleep at the wheel for a little while and i kind of woke up I, we weren't supposed to do a runway show this is a last minute decision it was prompted by getting sponsorship for something else and 
and it's kind of forced my hand and now I'm like, wait, this has to be the best collection. And it was supposed to just be like phoning it in, having a summer and I'll regroup for fall. Sure. But now that's not the case. So I hope I pull it together. I don't fucking know. I'm a mess. Um, I'm a <laughs> complete mess. And somehow I'll put something down that runway. And all I'm doing right now, because I'm toxic as all hell, is writing negative reviews about myself in my head before the collections <laughs> even materialize. That's what I do. I'm like, young designer, uh, lacks vision and lacks. I'm writing. I'm, exactly. I'm wow. writing the negative reviews of this show. The garments don't exist. Do you think that you are protecting yourself from the negative review by writing it before? You're Possibly. like, I'm going like to I'm going to say yeah, I like to the get worst possible. Yes. I like to, and I do this in everything in my life. I come, I come forward with everything bad about me, so you can't like use it against uh-huh. me. Yeah. I come forward with it. Yeah, that's yeah. a true, Tactics. that's a true yeah. comedian's tactic. Yeah, um, like be being comedian. forthright with uh, your negative qualities. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, people should follow you and write you nice things. Yes. Where can they? Act, where can they follow um, your? I mean, where can they follow you personally and professionally? They can follow me personally at Vic Hayes eighty eight, my mediocre little personal Instagram, and my oh yeah, you're the worst. <laughs> my, She's the worst. Everybody. My collection is Victoria Hayes collection on Instagram, and then our website is victoriahayesnyc.com, and we will be doing a runway show. Yes, in uh, September. Truly, Victoria is, despite her negative self talk. An incredibly impressive person. Go on her Instagram. Don't write crazy D stuff. Write <laughs> nice things. I can't handle it. I will delete the comments. Listen. Channel your energy into somebody who really needs it. I, I will say, like... <laughs> Need some positive reinforcement. Our, our Army of Cunts members on the, on the uh, Facebook group were defending our honor. And our hot mess people are so kind. God bless the loyal. AOC. And, and just thoughtful. So if you can... Throw some thoughtfulness towards our girl. Because Just give her a follow. You. Her clothes are cool as fuck. They're beautiful. Um, you can follow us at Hot Mess Comedy Hour on Instagram, Hot Mess Podcast on Twitter. If you would like to support us. Yes. Visit Give our Patreon. Patreon.com slash hot mess. At the $5 level, um, you get your name read on the show, and Andrea is going to uh, do that now. Here's a shout out to all of our Patreon subscribers. You guys are the reason we get to keep doing this. We love you. You're the fucking best. Shout out to Adam Henry, Adrian LaRose, Amy Bennett, Allie May, AM, Anne, Chris Walden, Coral Anya. Hey, hey, Coral, defending us up there on the uh, Facebook group. Uh, Craig Bernard, Dan Lawrence, Derek Allen, Douglas Spock, Elin Nordahl, Green Eggs and Sam, Gregory Valentine, Hillary, I love you hot mess bitches so much I made a Patreon, Jeffrey Zimmer, Jen May, Jillian Panzarella, Joe Lopez, Josh Myers, Caitlin Henderson, Caitlin Jagodowski, Madeline Bronte, Melissa Roa, Newsy, Noel, Rick Belt, Bert, Bertelson, excuse me, Sarah McClellan, Stan Hope, Suleiman Abdul-Wali, a.k.a. Wally, Aldo Caballero, Alex Matthews, Alicia Gordon, Andrea Land, Andy Green, Ann Anderley, Ariel Weisgrau, Big Booty Britches, a.k.a. Cody Allen, Blaine Fritch, Katie Perez, Caroline Hu, Charlotte Mower, Sherry Loom, Chris Jeffrey, Devin, Dixie Normus, ugh, gets me every time, L, Emma Fleischner, Eunice Lau, Felice K, Georgina, Grace Ann Kubelis, Haley Kit, Haley Cat, 
Here's a dollar, one of my faves, Holly Harmon, Harmon, Inappropriately Confident, Jamie Rudisil, J. Mack, Jill Uhara, Jonathan Smith, Josh Hayden, Julia, Julia Hunter, Julia Weber, Kelsey Drabber, Kristen, Kristen Lee, Kristen Weber Bonk, all the Kristens are here, Lil J, Lisa Cole, Liz Thompson, Luke Dickin, Madeline, Madeline, excuse me, Mariah Schmidt, Matthew Maki, Matthew Schneider, Max O'Clark Jaworski, Meryl Zonneveld, Pam Myers, Paul, damn it, Paul Tommy had to say his name, Paul Yanakopoulos, I hope I did it right, uh, Richard Opilar, RJCCWVIII, okay, Rowan, hey girl, Ruby Lewis, Samantha Turner, hi girl, Slutosaurus Wrecked, oh, I love that, Stephanie Barajas, Stephanie Ellis, hello, my fellow bronchitis survivor, um, Susan E. Garrett, TG, Tracy, Tyrone Bryant, Vincent Elia, an OG, um, jo- John Williams, Elizabeth Karoski, Jennifer Rutledge Boreas, I love Jennifer in the chat, the Impossible to Satisfy Burger, Chemda Hennessy, Jake Hall, Tom Berlant, and uh, did I forget Mr. Cunnilingus? I don't know if I did, but I'm going to say it anyways, because who doesn't want to fucking give it up for Mr. Cunnilingus? Thank you, everybody, for contributing to the Patreon. It truly is what keeps us going. Emily, back to you. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yes. Which is Hot Mess Comedy Hour. We go live every Friday at Mm -hmm. (laughs) 12-ish. And we interact with the fans live and do like a talk show uh, style version of the show. And um, we're also becoming YouTube influencers, slowly but surely. We really are. It's It's a a comedy comedy podcast. podcast.